listening to Bikini Drive-In on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. Our mission is to analyze horror and science fiction films through an intersectional feminist lens while combining elements of screen and media studies, arts criticism, and women and gender studies. Our knowledge and experience will hopefully provide you with access points to feminist theory, art history, and film critique while using horror and science fiction genres as a site of discourse. Since we will be discussing portrayals of horror and violence, content warning, of course, and listener discretion is advised. Also, spoilers ahead. Next up for Werewolf Month, we are discussing Neil Marshall's 2002 film, Dog Soldiers. Enjoyable horror debuts since the Evil Dead. Genuinely frightening. Jaws, Aliens, and Predator with a werewolf twist. Come Absolutely brilliant. Thrilling. Exciting. Scare that easy and funny. I'm sold. A horror film with bite. You are. Sir! I'm in the closet! A bitch of a werewolf movie. Wait, Dad! Dog Soldiers. It'll blow your house down. British Luxembourgian co-production is set in the Highlands of Scotland. Uh, the film prefaces with two opening prologue scenes, one featuring a camping couple whose tent is opened by a mysterious murderer, and another about an army man who fails a test because he won't shoot a dog. Um, his boss, or well, army, army boss, army boss, army <laughs> boss, then kills the dog, so we know this guy is a bad man. It's like, oh dear, he's a bad one. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this, the, the, and then following those prologues, uh, there's a squad of British soldiers who are dropped um, to carry out a training exercise against a special service unit, dropped into deep, dark woods. The woods. The woods. <laughs> Since landing the helicopter, the squad have been telling themselves spooky stories about mysterious deaths in the woods. Um, they're very casual with their training exercises until tension and fear began to build. One morning, after an odd night, they discover the ripped-up remains of the special service unit camp. They find a lone survivor, a badly wounded captain, and lo and behold, it's the bad man who killed the dog. <laughs> he makes cryptic reference to what attacked them, but is otherwise quite useless. Yeah. <laughs> While the squad is retreating, a few of their members are, are killed by unfortunate circumstances, such as being impaled by a tree branch or attacked by shadowy creatures. The remainder of the team are rescued by Megan, a zoologist who happens to be driving along the deserted road in her sick Jeep. She <laughs> takes them to the only house in the area. The group is being surrounded by werewolves, which we as a viewer have figured out at this point. They act as if it's a surprise, but we knew it yeah, we knew. from the beginning. Yeah. Um, there is much action involving attempts to escape the house and defeat the werewolves. Meanwhile, it's revealed that the bad dog shooting captain man was sent on a mission to capture a live werewolf so that it could be studied and exploited as a weapon um with the army squad the british army squad simply being used as bait action ensues mm -hmm. as the sun rises after a bloody night one army man the one who refused to shoot the dog in the prologue and one dog a border collie who's very cute leave a burning house behind and walk into the woods the final credits roll with photographs of the werewolves going after the army men in newspaper format. So now the world knows 
Olivia, tell do tell me your history with this action packed thriller. <laughs> well, I watched it. That's it. I Congratulations. It I watched it for the first time the other day. It probably <laughs> took me like four hours to get through it. Mm. And it's also took me such a long time to get my notes and research together. I just didn't want to talk about it. I don't <laughs> like it. It's just such an, uh, it's a bad movie with nothing to say. Keep it. Especially, well, but you should say the, what I'm looking at the notes. Oh yeah. 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 And then, uh, compared to the other werewolf movies, uh, it's just such an empty, empty macho garbage heap. Mm hmm. I think that's a very apt yeah. description of what it is. Yes. I saw it for the first time this week after many attempts to watch it and just falling asleep. <laughs> uh, I finally was able to stay awake for the remaining 30 minutes of this film. I've encountered this on many to-watch lists mm-hmm. and have had friends tell me I should watch it. But yeah, I don't know. It left me feeling highly uninspired. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it's also one that, like, in general, I tend to be very... Uh, really dissuaded by anything military related. Yeah. I grew up Mennonite, heavily pacifist, <laughs> have strong feelings in regards I to don't military care about war. <laughs> yeah, the glorification and the funding around these organizations and, and just all of it. I'm generally opposed to even Remembrance Day is honestly like weird for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this film, where to start? There's a line that the bad man says about the dog killer turned werewolf mm-hmm. man, uh, wherein he speaks about the squad being used as pawns. And I did feel that this is resonant of that entire kind of fabric. The whole military structure mm-hmm. is built around bodies being pawns for a cause and they that they are not privy to usually or, mm-hmm. or choose not to be, choose to look in an, another direction. Mm-hmm. So in viewing this film with the bias lens that I was already packing, mm-hmm. I did find so many lines and kind of hints of arguably, this is obviously totally my bias, but mm-hmm. anti-military or critical mm-hmm. bits of dialogue, mm-hmm. which I did kind of enjoy in, in that sense, or at least connect to. Mm-hmm. The fact that the army men are being utilized as a disposable tool for the Secret Service Unit mm-hmm. folks um, to go with their business. The general beigeness of the characters. Mm-hmm. They all look alike. They all speak alike. And in my state of watching it, I mean, it could be seen as a critique. I, I, I don't yeah. think... It is. Like, is it a critique or is it just bad writing? I think it's just a poorly executed want-to-be action horror film. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, So Neil Marshall wanted to focus on the soldiers with the creatures being an enemy that happens to be werewolves. Uh, Marshall wanted to avoid cliches about werewolf curses or how awful awful it is to be a werewolf, which which Marshall Marshall felt was a trope exhaustingly used in many (laughs) werewolf films. Which I understand, like, Marshall's desire to focus on the soldier's perspective, but to only frame the werewolves as monsters feeds into this sort of, like, unaware, uncritical, toxic feel of the movie, Mm -hmm. especially compared to more sympathetic portrayals we've seen in American Werewolf in London or Ginger Snaps. Um, I personally find the more sympathetic portrayals to be more interesting, as there's more conflict. Um... The fact that the werewolves, who are the residents of this small town, are simply framed as framed as the enemy contributes to this colonial attitudes of the soldiers. Like, they're dropped in to this town where these people live, and then they gun them all down. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand who the audience is supposed to identify with. Yeah. Yeah, good question. The the border collie. Yeah, at the, the end. dog. The yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. Does, does it, do they even have a name? Sam. Sam! Yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, it's... Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably repeating you, but yeah, unlike many of the werewolf films we've seen, the werewolf is the protagonist going through hormonal changes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Dog Soldiers film situates werewolves as this unempathetic mm-hmm. other. 
with the soldier squad as the shoulder soldier. Mm-hmm. Really Soldier, soldier squad as the main focus. This strips the film of any sort of interesting tension that really yeah. could have been possible between yeah. the two creatures and dictates, yeah, very clear human versus animal, man versus wolf, like binary mm-hmm. is gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, yeah, I wonder what the intent was of having the focus be on the soldiers since we don't get to know any of them very yeah. well. They're yeah. all just like bad at jokes and angry yeah. and hungry. Beige That's boys. Beige boys. A bunch of beige boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, one of the other strikingly othered characters in the film appears to be Megan, the zoologist. She saves the squad, ends up being a werewolf herself. Despite saving the team, she puts up with a lot of like mansplaining mm-hmm. and general ignorance despite her position of knowledge and bearer and holder of safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, even when she does transform, it's after this like yeah, really lame period joke. And then she's very quickly just shot in the head by an army man before any like unsightly mm-hmm. hair can sprout. It's just really shallow and superficial and sad. I've been having lots of discussions lately about dramaturges and editing. And geez, Louise, did this film need to dramaturge? Yeah. Well, I mean, it needed a lot more. But I mean, yeah, there's so many questions regarding intent. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, why does she bring them to safety if just to tell a bad period pun and they kind of frame it like, like, oh, she's, but she's in love with Cooper, but they, it's just thrown at the end. Like, there's no character development no until her, like, pun dump. Pun dump. <laughs> at the end. Yeah. There's no relationship building. There's no romance. The most romance that we see is in the beginning, the, the camping couple. Yeah. I'm... Who then both die. Yeah. I'm so glad there is no romance. Like, there's, like, a hint <laughs> at, like, a forced romance, but I'm glad, like, I'm glad they don't kiss. I would have preferred it. No, like a shoehorned romance. Give me a shoehorned romance rather than just action. Give me nothing. I hate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think I chose to run with the pack? No. I chose you. But now you're out of luck and I'm out of time. And all we can do is let nature take its course. They were always here. I just unlocked the door. It's that time of the month. talk a little bit about toxic masculinity how about we the phrase is, is derived from studies that focus on violent behavior perpetuated by men and is designed to describe not masculinity itself but a form of gendered behavior that results when expectations of what it means to be a man go wrong toxic masculinity is a narrow and repressive description of manhood uh, designating manhood as defined by violence sex status and aggression it's the cultural ideal of manliness where strength is everything while emotions are weakness, where sex and brutality are yardsticks by which men are measured, while supposedly feminine traits, which can range from emotional vulnerability to simply not being hypersexual, are the means by which our, your status as man can be taken away. So the squad are very toxic and, and macho. Uh, this is evident in how they speak to each other, constantly questioning their lack or presence of balls. Uh, really concerned about balls. Really concerned with each other's balls. Um, <laughs> how they treat Megan as well as like the writers treat Megan. Like just that that scene that we just heard is just so 
silly, mm-hmm. but not it's not meant to be silly. Um, as well as a homophobic last fight between Cooper and werewolf Ryan. So the sword that Ryan was impaled with after turning into a werewolf is now being used as a phallus to demean Cooper. As like a homophobic joke. Again, who are you supposed to root for? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as we encounter these men shifting from comfortable and lazy army folks to pressure to anxiety-ridden states, we see yeah various characterizations of masculinity and how it really just harms everyone involved. Despite having... And uh, not just toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pardon me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it harms everyone dis- involved despite having the facade of safety and protection, mm-hmm. which, which, again... I do kind of enjoy in regards to like army folks being like, they can't protect anyone. They're, they're useless. Anyway, they're, <laughs> so they're exposed manly. Uh, but yet we are laughing at them in the mm-hmm. film. Like there's this one scene where one of them is like dogs. Can I say this? More like pussies <laughs> line. And then it's delivered right before he's killed by a werewolf. Which tells us that this aggressive man is delusional and the very thing that he's demeaning is also that which is killing him and is obviously stronger and more powerful mm-hmm. than him. So there is a bit of that like eye roll ab- about it all. Yeah. Um, however, does Neil Marshall deserve a tip of the hat for his portrayal of monstrous manhood? No. He does not subvert, <laughs> not even make a point or comment on the fact that these ruthless, angry, vengeful men are making a mess of an army exercise and mm-hmm. just ruining things for everyone. Yeah. Um, they're bad I, at army. They're bad at army games. <laughs> so I, I do kind of enjoy it because there's elements of this film that remind me of Annihilation. Uh, so I'm kind of like thinking of it as like a precursor to that. Mm-hmm. Where and the like <laughs> both about army folks going into the woods. However, dog so- dog soldiers is like the toxic masculinity version, and Annihilation is like curious, non-binary and female identifying folks. Yeah, exploring <laughs> the woods and it's quite peaceful. Yeah. Very beautiful film. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend watching it yeah. if you're into kaleidoscopes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you into kaleidoscopes? <laughs> uh, I feel gross that the film is making out to equate army men and werewolves as killing machines. Mm-hmm. Even if one doesn't kill, one army man doesn't kill a dog one time, um, it is made clear that the werewolves are a family mm-hmm. and they have a home. And I feel like it only speaks to the greater idea of toxic us versus them mentality, mm-hmm. which is obviously very apparent in the military. Um, yeah, both parties are made evil and cruel and violent due to their fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more in common with them than the film allows. And I think um, there should be more awareness around the similarities and it would make for a really much more interesting film. I agree. Like it's this community of werewolves that they're dropped into. Yeah. And yeah. I, I guess like the trailer that we watched uh compared it to aliens mm-hmm. but even aliens it is us versus them but you even understand the aliens motivation mm-hmm. and there's way more ca- there's even character development like within the alien species yeah and with this it's really lacking yeah it's just lacking yep Shit, you know what we can do. Give us a fighting chance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in here now. Huh? Shit, something loose. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, fun fact. Dog Soldiers was almost filmed in Manitoba for tax reasons, but the location fell through. Oh, darn. Isn't that fun fact? Oh, shucks. <laughs> so, we just did a BuzzFeed quiz on what type of monster are you? What did you guess? <laughs> How dare you? I got, after what I thought, I was answering properly and like being scary mm -hmm. and whatever. And then I got Mike Wazowski. Yeah, the iconic animated film Monsters mm -hmm. Inc., which is actually very funny. I do yeah. like that film. Yeah. Um, apparently, I spend my time scaring the living daylights out of children and then befriending them. And then it says, Stay awesome. Check. Yeah. Mad okay. Buzzfeed. It's because Olivia thinks it's because when I had to choose a weakness, I chose public speaking. Yeah. Because I hate public speaking. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, I guess I'm Mike Wazowski. Yeah. I got the joke one. I got the joke one. I'm a, just a big fat joke. I got sea creature. <laughs> it says here, you're a terrifying legend who lurks just under the water's surface, waiting for your prey to swim by. You thrive off the dark waters that you call your home, and you draw your energy from turbulent waters. You typically feast on large animals, but sometimes your hunger grows insatiable, and you have no other choice but to unleash yourself upon an innocent animal. Why do you get the glamorous one? I love it. I want a glamorous one. Mm, I'm glamorous. Mike um, so of like <laughs> classic monsters, let's say vampire, werewolf, zombie, witch, Frankenstein. Mummy. Frankenstein. Do you have a favorite or one that you identify with? I do like Dracula because I like night. Or vampires in general? Yeah, vampires in general. I'm a night creature. Mm -hmm. I don't like mornings. Mm -hmm. I like their coffin beds. Mm -hmm. I love Very the goth. film Nosferatu <laughs> so much. I think we'd have a similar taste in music. Mm -hmm. I love the More idea Bauhaus. of Bauhaus. Yeah, and like classical and stuff. Like mm. I love the idea of like just living forever and like wearing a lot of silks. <laughs> like that, I'm into that. Or like thinking of like Jim Jarmusch's um, Only Lovers. Love yeah, that. like I want to be Tilda Swinton yeah. in Morocco as this blonde, old, ancient vampire. Yeah, that kind of scares me, the idea of just like living forever. I'm into it. It's scary. I do. Um, I do like vampires. They're so sexy. They're so sexy. smart and always rich. Yeah, I want to be rich and I want to be smart. Well, you just can. You just read all the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also, I do like werewolves. I think they're just like. Yeah. Because you like your period metaphor. <laughs> I do like a period <laughs> metaphor. And they're just, they're, they scare me. The idea that it's like sometimes they're, they're just people and then they get aggressive. I don't know. Werewolf imagery is scary to me. And transformation like scenes are freaking cool yes yes and i always love like true blood they the or like werewolf metaphor i don't know imagery is always like they're very blue collar and woodsy yeah like bruce springsteen would be a werewolf yes that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> he's totally a werewolf yeah
so we keep driving. We will be hosting a live show Ooh. on Saturday, July 27th at Gary Street Coffee. Uh, 333 we'll Gary Street. 333 Gary Street. Um, we're going to invite special guest Corinne Trentnow um, to come talk with us. She's um, a local filmmaker and a brilliant and a spooky genius. Human. Yeah. Spooky genius. Yeah. Good, yeah. Night Mall. Check out Night Mall on Instagram. She has a lot of great vintage stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so she's going to join us for a discussion about a movie, a secret movie. We're gonna Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch a movie and then um, play music afterwards, and I think it'll be really fun. It'll be a fun time. Yeah. Um, also, um, if you have any suggestions, if you or themes or anything, because werewolf month was fun. It was a little long. We kind of ran out of <laughs> werewolf movies. I think we did not. We did not run out. It was a matter of we got picky because mm. we got tired of seeing certain tropes. Right. True. And so. Yeah. yeah, but we'd like to do more. Yeah, Theme more themes. So send all your suggestions or questions or ideas to bikini drive in at gmail.com or contact us on Facebook at bikini drive in. Thank yeah. you so much for listening oh and being with us through Werewolf Month. Yeah, thank you. This has been really fun. Yeah, um, yeah uh, you can listen to Bikini Drive In every Sunday at 4 30 p.m. on CKW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye.
You're listening to CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Our frequency celebrates diversity.